0: Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, and that means it's time for the Wrestling Inc. Monday Night Raw After Show, and have we got a show for you. Gutther takes his first loss since debuting on the main roster. We've got Judgment Day having problems, and Akira Tozawa makes a statement. But before we get into all of that, let me go ahead and introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer, but I'm being joined by Justin Labar and Jimmy Corderis. Justin, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. It's another Monday with you fellows. I wouldn't want to spend Monday with anybody else.
0: Uh, J- Jimmy, are you going to say anything? Is nice.
1: Uh, I wish I could. That was really nice. But th- you
2: know what? This is. Uh, I love Mondays because this is an excellent way to top the day. It's it's a it's a good good. Good way to, a little nightcap
0: for your Monday here, but um, uh, I was telling the fellows before we went live here, I actually saw someone with a license plate that represented Triple J, and I, I know for sure it must be because of us, but it said Trips JJJ, I was like, hey.
1: They got a license plate just for us. That's so kind of them. Um, Custom custom license plates pop me. Whenever I'm on the road, it's a fun game to play when you're on a long road trip because you have to think. Like it's it's always something very uh, very kitschy or or like they took the time to go to the place that nobody likes to go to, which is the DMV or the motor whatever the acronym is for you, but the motor vehicle spot. And it's never efficient. It's never quick. But you got to get your custom plate. You got to register it, and, and all for what? So, so you can be cute while we're sitting in traffic. Uh, you know, like, you know, I, I don't know. So I, that pops me that, that there is a custom license plate, much less if it's done in our honor. Oh,
0: it's it's done for in in our honor, one hundred percent. That's sure. the only <laughs> only only thing it could be. I do feel exactly. like with those license plates, though, if I. It drives me nuts when I can't figure out what they're supposed to say. Like I can tell that it's custom, but I'm like, but what does it mean? I want to like text the driver
2: and be like, while you're driving, text me this. Is- <laughs> I know, I, is- I, I know Jack exactly what you're saying because I, I could make out a lot of the stuff that they're saying, but it, it means something to them, you know, kind of kind of in their world. Let's say uh, in their kayfabe world, and right? It does it's like, but I don't understand what that has to do with anything. You know what I mean? It's like, is it? Does it have to do with a special day, a special person? You don't know. It's just, it's code. But the the one thing that scares me though is getting a customized plate. People remember them.
0: Yes. So if you do something Mm -hmm. wrong, they'll know it's you. And when Mm -hmm. you drive like Jimmy does, you can't have people remember what your license plate is.
2: Hey, I'm not. I'm not a bad driver. I'm. At times, I tend to go a little bit over the speed limit, but I'm not a I'm not a bad driver. I'm impatient at times. I will say that.
0: <laughs> Jimmy's not a bad driver. It's just literally every other person on the road. You got it. See why don't they see it? <laughs> well, we got a bunch of news. I want to say thanks to everyone who's with us tonight. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, as always. We've got some big news about a big return. Almost as big as us returning every single Monday, but this one's pretty big as well. John Cena is announced to return in September. First reported by Fox Sports and confirmed by WWE. John Cena is making his return to the company next month. Cena will appear on the September 1st edition of SmackDown, as well as uh, the Superstar Spectacle taking place in India on September 8th. Uh, Jimmy, I always say with people like John Cena, especially at this point in his career, You've got to cherish every time you see him on WWE TV because it—you never know how many you get got left.
2: Exactly, and it always feels like a big deal, especially from someone from that era, the Attitude Era, one of the biggest stars ever. You know, transitioning into Hollywood and now, you know, making the time to come back. So it means something to him, and it means something to the fans. And him uh, never having performed before in front in India for a live crowd there is something new for him, but at the same time. This is is probably a lot of business going on behind the scenes that we don't hear about and see, but it doesn't matter. It's always good to see him in there, and as long as it elevates someone else, which I know John Cena is very good at. He's one of the best at elevating other people. uh, This is a win-win for everybody. Justin, I don't know about you,
0: but it's still weird to me that SmackDown is being treated like the number one show, and that he's going going to be on SmackDown. I, I was... It's it's in my DNA that Raw
1: is the biggest show
0: for WWE, so it's weird when I see John Cena's returning for SmackDown. You get that weird feeling too.
1: Well, on the one half, yeah, because you know we grew up our entire lives with Raw being the A show, and look, we're the Raw post podcast here, so of course it has to be the A show. But look, SmackDown right. also gets a little bit better numbers. They also are getting more money than Raw is, so you know in that regard, I'll, I'll accept it um I, I think they probably had this planned you know i think with this show over in india they probably had this pre, you know, planned months out um but i have to say that you know it, it, with the strike going on in hollywood i do wonder if that's going to lead to maybe time opening up for guys like cena or for rock to where they can get out in front of the audience and make a few bucks not that they need anymore but perform and entertain uh i'm just i'm just bitter because he's showing up September 1st on SmackDown. The next night they're here in Pittsburgh for payback. So he's gonna go to Hershey for right. SmackDown. The people in Hershey already got Hershey Park. Come to Pittsburgh for payback. Come boost the premium live event business, John Cena. Don't be a coward to Pittsburgh. I challenge you, John Cena. <laughs> get to Pittsburgh. You can't see us.
0: Yeah, John. Why aren't you why don't you make it to payback at the very least? Show up for the Big match, John, be on the big shows or, yeah, I mean, payback, you know, in any (laughs) case, (laughs) I'm with you though, Justin, I want him there, I want him there, Uh, I I want more of John Cena in general, but yeah, I wonder how that, I know nothing about how the strike and everything works, but I wonder if that rubs actors the wrong way when the guys are still doing appearances and stuff, or they probably don't care, it's probably just a separate
1: world. Well, I mean, WWE is a separate world. No, John Cena and no, no, The Rock, they can't go on the Today Show and promote the projects that they're doing in Hollywood like they normally would. But WWE, just the same way that while the strike is going on for the writers in Hollywood, the same reason why the writers for WWE are not on strike because they are not part of that union. So uh, there would be nothing... Contractually, and I don't even think, even beyond contractually, I don't think anybody in Hollywood would look down on John Cena or The Rock showing up on something that's again not covered by the union and showing up, by the way, at their home base at at the product and institution that made them television stars before they even transitioned over to the big screen. So, I'm not, you know, who knows how long the strikes to go on or whatever, but I'm just saying I think it is a very relevant thing to think about the you know that that again that they might yeah. these, guys, these high profile stars who we always hear it's their schedules it's their schedule that's why we can't get them uh but you know only but for the the major shows like mania well now that might potentially be uh opened up you hear that wwe roman yeah.
0: reigns versus the rock payback it might be your only window just go for it <laughs> <laughs> just go for it <laughs> do it just do uh, it just do it uh, WWE confirms WrestleMania 40 already broke an all-time company record. Uh, today, they revealed that WrestleMania 40 broke the promotion's all-time record gate in one single day. Um, the, over 90,000 tickets were snapped up uh, on Friday, and that is for the event in Philly on April 6th and 7th. And what's crazy is in one day, Jimmy, they broke the record for. That was just set this year in LA mm-hmm. uh, for the entire thing. That's I, I mean, we could we, we obviously on the show, Jimmy, we'll we'll nitpick wrestling shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. But how do you argue success
2: in this case? Well, it's again, I don't know how many times we've said this. It is the wrestling business, and the business itself is doing very well. and we're seeing another, And yes, I know people start looking at ratings and go, yeah, but the ratings back in the the Attitude Era were this. And they were, you know, doing this, these numbers and those numbers on television. That was a different time. And the metrics, I think, uh, are a little bit different because there's a different way that people watch the product, so to speak. But at the same time, you know, there's an interest again. People are getting invested and not only in WWE. We see it, you know, at least with the Wembley show over in uh in in Europe, uh, in the UK for, for AEW, that's just a good sign that the business is in a good place right now. People are interested. So let's just hope. And again, it even made the the local news here in Toronto, you Mm -hmm. know, where they talked about it. And of course they put a a business spin on it because the, uh, the stock for WWE, uh, went up because of the news of this and all that sort of stuff. So, um, it's, it's making headlines and it's getting people, you know, when it's going into the, the news world where some people might say, Hey, you know what? It's been a while since I watched it. Maybe something's going on here. I should check it out again. You never know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Justin, do you think that WWE has been doing very well financially over the past year? Is it really just because storylines are better? Is it, is that really all it is? Or do you think there's more to it? Is it, is Roman that big of a draw? Is it like, what do you think is causing this?
1: Uh, I don't think it's one thing. I think I think there's uh, several factors are being put into the blender, and they're and they're making a pretty sexy uh, uh, pina colada. It, it's it's I, I think storylines are there's a continuity of storylines. Uh, there is a you know yeah we have some stars right now both full time, full time in Roman Reigns and and you know John mm-hmm. Cena makes appearances. Brock Lesnar. Um, it's also prices and everything are up in just in in the world in general. So that's up for tickets. Uh, I think it's also then you look at, you know, WWE, while the attitude error was something that if you didn't live through it, it's hard to articulate to somebody who if 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 somebody's a new fan in the last 15 years or whatever, it's hard to articulate. While the attitude error was hot, it was hot, but it but it still had a certain um, it was still a certain lane right like wwe is kind of hitting on a very they, they've kind of found this meet this happy media you know middle ground of um it's for it literally is for everybody never never more than now has wwe been friendly to parents and go with their kids but there is still that they, 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 they've, they've managed to reclaim without going crazy raunchy 14 they've managed to reclaim some content and some some personality that the that the adults can get into there's still plenty there for the kids which is important um female audiences there's there's more than ever is it's there now that there's female role models and the talent for them uh that is i I think it's it's a lot of things that are just kind of all clicking at one and you know what uh every time they make these they break these records WWE. it's like okay what's next what record could they break next you know this is wrestlemania that's going to take place in 2024 by the time tickets go on sale and and then we have Wrestlemania of t- in 2025, they are going to be on their new TV deal. And by that point, I, I, I fully expect whatever new TV deal they go on, they are going to have even more eyeballs on them. I'm not saying the Raw or SmackDown's numbers are going to be catastrophically greater than they are now, but all the other things, all the marketing and promotion and other little tangible things that go along with your TV partners are going to happen, whether it's still with NBC Universal and USA Network, whether it's still with Fox, or whether this was a thing in the news the other day, ESPN's head made no bones about, hey, we, we're, we're that that's not off the table for us. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if ESPN is building towards WrestleMania, the crossover yeah. with the Super Bowl and all the other things that could potentially happen, and or not maybe not the Super Bowl, but the build up just in the NFL season and such. So it, it's it's insane to think that WWE has not yet hit any of any – there's still peaks in, to, to, to break and, and records to break. It's just wild. But I think it's to answer your original question, it's a lot of factors. It's not just one thing.
0: I, I like how you, you said all that because, yeah, it's – especially now, I think it was controversial, obviously, them continuing to go during the pandemic and then now during the writer's strike. But I think also if you're a TV executive, you look at the history of WWE and you mm-hmm. say – they're never going to leave me high and dry. If I say if they, they say they're going to fill in three hours of programming every Monday, they will fill in three hours of programming every Monday. I don't need mm-hmm. to worry about writer strikes. I don't need to worry about actor strikes. I don't need to worry about pandemics. I don't need to worry about venue change because they've also had last minute venue change. I don't need to worry about any of that. They'll figure it out and they're going to put something on for three hours every Monday or whatever. I think mm-hmm. that probably goes a long way with TV execs too to just, you know what, I don't have to worry about it don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Um so yeah, I think the next deal is going to be pretty And good it's
1: game. all and it's all sorry to cut you, Jack, it's all yeah. original content too. Yes. It's all original and, content.
2: And, and 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 sorry to cut you off, Justin, and there's no season. It is original mm-hmm. content. Um, I I don't want to say 52 weeks a year because sometimes there is a, a a recorded show, but at the same time, it's live television every week. No reruns.
1: No yes. reruns.
2: Yep it's
0: it, yeah it would it, it, yeah it's it's got to look very attractive especially right now to any tv executive uh and the numbers are good and i mean yeah it, and and also if you need it you got all these different uh documentaries that are coming out now and things like that yeah. it's yeah um as we continue to um to move on into the actual show though. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, oh, I, I got to say, by the way, thanks to everyone in the chat. Dylan Matthews parents are in the chat. I don't know who's doing that one, but uh, mm-hmm. Ethan Cruz, Ricky's out Jr. Smith, Stephen camp, Tuck graph, uh, our biggest fan, NYC demon diva showing up. Thank you so much. You for coming through uh, Adam staples hanging out. Good to see you again. Stephen camp and beer money and Rocky and uh, Huffman and everyone else. Thanks so much for coming through. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, Grandma Daisy as well, love you too, Grandma Daisy. Um, <laughs> and Manish, uh, let's move on to the, let's start this show. We got uh, Sammy Zayn and KO. Well, Sammy Zayn comes out and he works the crowd, and Judgment Day wants to spoil the party, but KO comes out and ruins their day. The champs challenge Judgment Day to tag match later in the night. Uh, Jimmy, this is um segment was fine but something struck me this week and that is it took literally 10 minutes before we got any new content from this episode it started with the recap package started with then then of course a long uh intro for sammy then him listening to the crowd is uh do you think they took a little too long to get get this
2: one going Normally, I would say yes, but the crowd was into it so much. It just made Sammy feel like that much of a bigger star. Yes, he was in his home province. Let's put it that way. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the Quebecois, as we say up here, they're very, they're very passionate about their own stars. And you saw the reception he got and then the reception when KO came out and, and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm almost positive they told him, listen, if the crowd is, is, is there, milk it. Mm -hmm. let it go as long as it's and, and uh, I, it it was one of those situations where it made me feel like I wish I was there live to absorb this.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was a good opening, but I was, like I said, kind of looking at my watch going, huh, we're taking a little while to get, get where we're going. But uh, Justin, I'd love your thoughts on this opening segment. And also just, do you think it was the right call to have KO return immediately in the show or should it have been more of a surprise later on?
1: No, I think it was good, you know, especially because we're going to get then an additional surprise in the main event later that we'll talk about. Uh, I thought it's good. It's something for the crowd to be psyched about for the whole night. It's something for the TV audience who hasn't seen KO in a few weeks. So I I get it. Um, And you know what? I, I don't know about you guys, but to see a crowd that loud, that just loud and passionate to where you do have minutes on end until the talent can get a word in. You know, you can't buy that. You can't just. You know, write that in the script and say, OK, that's what the crowd's going to do this week. So I think when you have it, man, you milk it, you know, especially when it's the start of a three hour show. You have you, you have a ton of time to make adjustments <laughs> here and there. It's not like it's not like we're in a, you know, packed 20 pounds and 10 pound bag of dynamite here where, <laughs> where we got to count by the second necessarily you have the time it's over it's organic it's natural and again as somebody watching at home when i hear the crowd reacting that way i mean it gives a little extra something to the show it's like you know like we've all sat through enough roles where it feels like the crowd uh, is sitting on their hands so you don't you don't you don't you don't short you don't shorten or do anything to stop the crowd when they are that naturally involved uh in what they're seeing yeah it's um
0: like i said i that's just something I noticed. Took a, took a while to get there, but I agree. I think when you have a loud crowd, just let them let them roll. Let them do their thing. Also, that kind of thing where like they're singing and all that kind of stuff, it feels so – it's just fun. It's exciting to see. Um, but we get a tag match for later in the night. The uh, the overall gist of this wasn't exactly groundbreaking, but, of course, we'll move on with the show, and, of course, it'll come back later on. Uh, we do get something that was kind of fun. It was uh, – the New Day versus a team that was later dubbed Nick Griddle, uh, which is, I think that wins of all the names we came up with before. But uh, during the match, it's basically Riddle gets separated. And before he can make the tag to Drew, the Viking Raiders take it out Drew. Uh, New Day gets the win. Viking Raiders attacks everybody. Eventually, Drew takes out the Viking Raiders, ending my dream of a Highlander stable Uh, later of course New Day convinces them to go out to keep at it for at least one more match Uh, Jimmy uh, this was I I feel like this was
2: done well we get a real winner and we also keep things cooking I I guess you can say that the the only issue I had like if I'm going to be nitpicky is you have two babyface tag teams and it was uh, yes the audience sort of gravitated towards uh, Drew and Matt Riddle more than they did the New Day uh, for whatever reason, because they were both technically babyfaces, but if you look at it this way, the uh, the New Day was in the traditional heel corner, and Mc, McRiddle was in the <laughs> in, in the babyface corner, and the, there was nothing wrong with the match. The match was fine. I thought, especially considering it was two babyface tag teams, I thought the, they did a pretty good job of handling that situation. And 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 you know, again, my only issue is in matches like that, you want to see, you want crowd to really get behind one team and and really dislike the other. We just didn't get that, but it moved the story forward and we got, you know, the Viking Raiders come out and, you know, make their presence felt. Let's put it that way.
0: Uh, Justin, are you, are you digging McRiddle? Do you like them as a tag team or do you want to see them separate? I feel like online, the people are
1: split. And I'm kind of split myself. You know, I, I, I just kind of right now it still feels a little forced you know if it feels like we are trying to uh manufacture and recapture the magic that we got with rk bro you know it kind of that that's we're, we're trying to find another oddball pairing of riddle with you know very stable secure credible big intense veteran uh and rather than randy it's drew um you know, so I don't know if I necessarily want to see it split, but I, I just I don't know. I'm I'm not yet sold on it, and I'm glad Jimmy pointed out that that was kind of interesting thing. It's face for face. Jimmy said, babyface corner. Just it, that's it's the corner that's facing the hard camera. It's it's the corner you want to whatever whatever team usually the babyface whatever team TV wants to feature, they're gonna have them facing the camera. And, and so I did. I know I noticed that too, and you know, got me wondering. Okay, that's the story. That's that's who we're looking at here. But I don't know where I want to go with this. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I buy into the tag team, I, but I also then look at it from a bigger, bigger picture. Is this still part of the a you know, Riddle disappeared for a little bit as at the start of this year. Is this still part of his uh, redemption tour? Is it seen? You know, can we still trust this guy? Is he still a guy we're building off in the future? I don't know, but um, I, I'm not yet sold on McGriddle or mm-hmm. Michael Cole said it last week, uh, the uh, uh, Scottish Highlanders. I, I, I need to. I need. I need to figure out more of what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, I find myself kind of torn myself because I feel like Drew should be a singles wrestler, but at the same time, I don't know what I'd have him do right now because it looks like you know he's he's done with Gunther apparently. Um, that's moving on. I don't know if I want to see him become the champ just yet. Like I feel you need him to be doing something, but you can't. There's not really much for him to do right now. However, it feels like Drew finds himself in that spot a lot over the past few years. And so I don't know. I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. See, that's the thing with Drew because uh, I still picture him as, as someone that they could utilize big time as a single superstar and putting him in this tag match. I guess trying to show a different side to him is what they're attempting to do, but I I hope it doesn't uh, um, do harm as opposed to,
1: enhances uh, appeal to the audience yeah. i'd say this i mean I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be i'm not a, i don't have a problem if they try to peel a layer back of drew mcintyre and we get some a little bit of comedy in this and that because quite frankly look if he's not he's already going down the ic title path with gunther he's not he hadn't won that um it doesn't you know he's not going to be in the world title picture at the moment against seth it doesn't seem so i don't mind for some some comedy in this and that and especially if they know something we don't which is okay, we build for a few weeks or months of a relationship with, with Drew and, and Riddle, and then what if Randy Orton does come back? And we almost have a little bit of an oddball, bro kind of babyface comedy until one of them turns. and I mean, it, yeah, that, that's something that if, if that if they, in fact, know, okay, look, Randy's going to be ready in October or November, or whatever, then I could see this being some kind of long play of creative, um, and I'd be fine with it. So it goes to the old, saying that jimmy would say let's let it play out but as it stands right at the moment it it feels forced but again they maybe they have a bigger plan here
0: you know justin this is why i always like you to have the pencils because it'd be it'd be a great a great uh scenario if you had um you know you have uh, uh randy orton who didn't want a team with matt riddle and didn't like matt riddle in the first place and drew mcintyre who doesn't want a team with riddle doesn't like riddle in the first place but now suddenly they're like oh wait no no he's mine no he's mine and i don't want to, you know and and now they're fighting to keep him even though they didn't want to be with him in the first place
1: isn't it just the yeah. makings of an entertaining survivor series team
0: Ooh, mm. I, we would need the fourth though a <sighs> good time there is time. It'll be Cody. It's always Cody. Cody's always that. <laughs> anyway. or, or,
1: or it's a five way in the New Day's there as well. I mean,
0: oh, there hmm. you go. Hmm. Um, we have a, uh, a match of the night contender here. Gunther takes on Chad Gable, Intercontinental Championship on the line. We got a pre a tape promo from Gunther. We got Gable chatting with his, his pals in the back. But then we get the match, and it's awesome. Obviously, you got two guys that every match they have is great. So when you put them together, of course, they're going to have a great match. Uh, Ends in a count-out with Gable becoming the first person to beat Gunther in a singles match since he's debuted on the main roster per uh, uh, Michael Cole. Um, Justin, I'm just going to let you go with it. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: (laughs) Uh, no, I mean a very, I mean, look, a great match. I don't. I don't think these two could have had a bad match. I don't. I, I don't. You know, yeah. That just they couldn't happen. Um, love Chad Gable's uh, a la Bret Hart. sternum first bump into the turnbuckle. It's it's such a. I mean, first off, it's a, it's a pretty wicked bump to take because you because in order to do it and make it even make sense, you have to hit the hang, thing full on. Mm-hmm. You can't half-ass it. Otherwise, you just—it's like what? What did he just do? Did he forget the turn? <laughs> uh, but it's such a oh, the babyface is down and out. He can't even finish his stride. Um, the match was really good. Look, I—I I, I don't. I, I think Gunther. He's 18 days away. I think he's going to break this record, Honky Tonk Man's IC record, but IC title record. But as you said, they managed to get Gable an accolade. He beat. Gunther, mm-hmm. for the first time since Gunther's been on the main roster. No, he didn't win the title. And yes, this will probably, I, I would imagine, follow up to a match at payback and maybe we make it no, no, you know, no DQ, no, 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 or no holds barred. So it, it has to be pinfall or submission. Mm-hmm. But even if he doesn't uh, uh, capture the title there, I feel like he has been elevated and he's 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 moved up in the rankings on the card, for me at least. Mm-hmm. And he's done what no one's
0: been able to do, including guys like Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and some pretty heavy hitters. Uh, He Mm -hmm. got a win over Gunther. That's count out or no. It was a fair, clean win. But Jimmy, what I loved about this is not only does he get the win, he gets all the all the good that comes with it. Yet Gunther still gets to keep the title. I think this is one of those times where the whole champion's advantage was done in the perfect way. I loved this.
2: No, it, it absolutely did work. I know people are going to complain about, oh, he won by count, but that's the beauty of it. Now, can you imagine? Because Chad Gable has been, uh, like, I've compared him to Kurt Angle so much that uh, it, it's ridiculous. But can you imagine him bragging from here on end about beating Gunther, being the first person to beat him since he made his debut on the main roster, and Gunther saying, "You didn't beat me. I was you counted. You, you know you." whatever and you know and i beat you and i deserve a, a rematch for that title and yes it's probably going to lead to something with a stipulation added to it but i enjoyed it i think uh, you know a lot of times you get a counter finish and uh, you go oh. in this case it was like oh i wonder what this is going to lead next and that's what you want so how many how many days
0: or how many like defense opportunities does gunther have between now and breaking the record he has next monday mm-hmm. then payback is the following monday right or the following he, sat
1: he has, yes. he has he has He has. if you want to count raw and smackdown uh he has this friday smackdown next monday's raw friday smackdown september 1st payback september 2nd and raw september fourth. 4th and then yes. smackdown on september 8th that day if he gets through that day i believe he will have beat he will have beaten the, the record so so it could set up to a smackdown match on that that in that september 8th because that would be the, the 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 checkpoint date
0: well you mm-hmm. got you, you should have him have a match on that day even if, like just because that you'll every, all of us will be like oh he's got to break the record he's got to break the record um but you know there was some dissension in the ranks backstage after the match, Justin. And I'm starting to get the feeling that that title reign is going to end sooner rather than later. And I Mm -hmm. think that now Gunther is going to have to answer for not living up to his end
1: of the bargain soon. I just can't see it happening. Not Mm -hmm. because Chad Gable wouldn't be worthy, but I just, they've put all this work in. I, I just can't see him coming up a week or two short and i've said it before i you know i think it's very well known i think triple h has said it in media calls it's not hard to read between the lines he's a big fan of gunther um there's even things about gunther that i that i see that and i haven't seen a ton but the little bit of video and photos i've seen of killer kowalski who trained triple h there's a little there's a few things about gunther that kind of remind me of that generation of of, of what I, I just i'm like now, Gunther's Gunther's. This has been destined for him to be in the record books. He is going to break Hockey Talk Man's record. He is going to push Hockey Talk Man aside. He is going to be in the record books for this IC title and this IC title again. It's elevated to where you can you you know again I think you could anchor and main event a show around it, which it's been many a years. Mm-hmm. Hell, there was Manias for many years at WrestleManias that didn't have the IC title even on it. Think about yeah. that. So right. I just don't see him coming up shy. Uh, I but I think part of the fun is seeing. What can we do in the process? And I think tonight, Chad Gable, getting a victory on the record books, that's helping make a guy like Chad Gable.
2: Yes, and and really quickly here, you said something very interesting, Justin. Uh, elevating the IC championship back to the status that it had back in the day. Uh, you know, if 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 he breaks the record, the Honky Tonk Man's record, it makes it feel like it means something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It means just that much more. So if if they take it away from him just before he breaks the record. That's all people will be talking about, as opposed right. to the title itself.
0: And I don't know, you know, no, no offense to Honky Tonk Man, but I just it feels weird saying he's the longest reigning champion. You know, I want someone who's dominant, who feels like they
1: it worked. I, I think,
0: yeah.
1: well, and then and then it gets and then Honky Tonks gets broken by Warrior. Which, if we look at history, you know, Vince was just doing anything to catapult Warrior at the time and. You know, history shows that played out. Jack, can we show? Can we show Bernie's comment? Yeah, this one. The the yeah, cause maybe, that's right. Is, yeah. is the is oh. the eighth? Eighth is a Friday. Is that also the same day that they're in India?
0: I think so. I let me so. Double, let me double yeah. check my uh notes from earlier.
2: If I'm not mistaken, that was the date, September eighth. Yeah. So,
1: so for those on the audio that don't see this, uh, Bernie says maybe Cena challenges Gunther for an IC title match at Payback. For, oh, for, ch- maybe shows up a payback challenge them for the September eighth SmackDown. Mm. Cena's never won the IC title, gives Gunther a huge win to break the. I mean, God, what a last title defense to break the record! If you cross the finish line by beating John Cena,
2: wow!
0: And that would be such a good, mm-hmm. good match. That they, that would. I have a feeling they would put on a. I mean, a show stealer, <laughs> obviously, but I mean, I think we'd be talking. I, I it hasn't happened yet, but I think if, it would potentially be a match of the year candidate because mm-hmm. i know that john cena would show up for that match and right. Gunther he would show up for that match and it would just be uh it'd be a slapper for sure mm-hmm. um but i mean the fact that we're talking about the intercontinental championship this much shows just how great this this run has been yeah. um but uh cody rhodes comes out and uh well he talks to byron for a second uh comes out and says a few things to sort of pop the crowd and get them excited alludes to something that may happen later tonight uh but just i wanted to kind of a nothing segment really he kind of comes out and says nothing but i i really appreciated this about cody Rhodes because a lot of times people will say like this person should be the guy this guy could be the guy this person should be the world champion this is what being the guy looks like like you got to go out there you got to say nothing but you got to leave the crowd feeling like you just did something amazing and cody Rhodes nails it every time and and yeah, I, no, yeah, yeah. You know, no,
1: you kind yeah. no, of you kind of summed it up. <laughs> I really mm-hmm. can't yeah. elaborate much more. That 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 is that is it, it's, it's it's just just your mere presence Um gets people. It's it's memorable to people. It's it's they came, they paid a ticket. A large part of their ticket they paid for is that they wanted to interact with you. They want to sing your song. They wanted to whatever. I mean, yeah, you're right. That, that he didn't do much here. It was just you know it was a live, steady one cam shot. Backstage through Gorilla, which you don't always get anymore, and uh, I mean that—that—that's that, what it was. But it, it popped the people of Quebec. It was their first time seeing. I think it's the first time they've been to Quebec City since Cody's been back in mm-hmm. two years. So, just the sight of seeing him for that for just those few moments at this at the stage—that's mm-hmm. a big deal.
2: And the little things uh, that become a big deal. Him saying, "So Quebec City," and in French, he says, "So what are we talking about?" You know. That mm-hmm. little thing, just, just put it over the top. And then he put over, of course, the, 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 uh, the tag champs as well. And yeah, he's just, he he just knows how to get it done.
0: Yep. I mean, so anytime, you know, people, as people are saying like who should beat Roman Reigns, who should be the next person to be, you gotta ask yourself, could they, could you give them a segment every week where they come out and say nothing, but the crowd still leaves fired mm-hmm. up and excited. Um, uh, it's one of those, it sounds easy, but it's it's tough. And Cody Rhodes nails it every time. Uh, we got a couple of promos. I'm going to lump them together here. Shinsuke says that he whispered to Seth that he knows about his back being injured, and Rollins says it is injured. It's hurt, <laughs> but don't bring my family into this. Uh, Jimmy, I want you to talk to me about these promos. Did you enjoy them? Do you like? Was the reveal of what was whispered good for you? Did it make you feel more? into this matchup. What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I don't know if the whispered, what was whispered did it. I think Seth made me more interested because we got a serious Seth, you know, that, that we've had that fun Seth for so long now that once we, when you do the little things, when that, that, that switch gets flipped and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden he's back to being that serious Seth Rollins. That's what got me more interested than the Shinsuke reveal. Mm Hmm.
0: Yeah. And, That's one of the big things I always say, too, about uh, the people who are at the top. The thing about what I love about Seth is he can be goofy and then he can turn it serious when he needs to. And that's such a important thing that I think a lot of people miss, too. But, Justin, I want to talk like I'll be honest. I don't know if I felt like the reveal was that shocking. I wasn't like, oh, wow. I was kind going, okay. his back hurts. But um, (laughs) what a way to (laughs) his back hurts. But no, but. I feel like the way they presented Shinsuke in this video was incredible.
1: Yes. And that's it. Uh, I agree with what Jimmy said. Seth's re- you know, response certainly helped, you know, the you know, the magnitude of, of this whole thing, right? Because we've got a serious Seth. But it does start with Shinsuke with the reveal. And this might have been the best shinsuke promo we've ever gotten yes it was obviously of course pre-taped and pre-packaged or whatever but ww does that stuff great and if, if if shinsuke if you were to ask him to say all that in english and if the inflection if the tone if the volume if it's not going to come off uh threatening and interesting and all the things that you want it for a heel whether it's live in front of a crowd or even if it's in several however many takes and it probably wouldn't be because it's it is a second language, so it, it's it's not going to come as natural. So it, sitting him down, having him look serious the way he did, and 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 stitching it in with 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 all the visuals and B-roll that they did, having him speak his native language, having him speak Japanese, and, and sounding threatening, and just by him speaking Japanese, anyways, especially for. Majority of us who don't know Japanese, it it sounds even more aggressive. It sounds even more dangerous. Um, I it kind of made me go, God, why didn't I, why haven't we done? You know, they've had a they've had a heel Shinsuke before mm-hmm. uh, years ago. It kind of made me go, why why haven't we done this before? This was the this was the best that Shinsuke Nakamura in my mind for that two minutes has looked mm-hmm. for my viewing pleasure. That has I mean, this he actually seems like a real threat to Seth to me. Uh, and I'm glad they did give us a reveal. Yeah, maybe, oh, it's his back, but 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 okay, it's his back. He knows about a weakness to his opponent. I, I, I feel like in past WWE, we would never even gotten a follow-up to what he actually whispered, or there would have been a lot of um, speculation that would have been really ridiculous. I don't know. This came off, Shinsuke Nakamura was a huge winner for me tonight, and we didn't even see him live. Mm-hmm. So take that for what you will.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say to Jimmy's point, uh, Seth Rollins is incredible, but I almost take that for granted. Like, oh yeah, of course he was yeah, that was that was great. Of course, it's Seth Rollins. Yeah, that, that was good. Right. But, but so, so then when I see uh Shinsuke though, like come across so dangerous feeling, it was like, Ooh, this this is is spicy. I like this. Mm-hmm. I I do wish he there was a reveal that was like more shocking, but it's fine. They didn't drag it, it wasn't like yeah. Rowan with the cage where they drug it on for six months. Was- well they, they
1: with Eric Rowan, they actually did not know what they were gonna do inside of the cage. <laughs> like I, I believe it. I I I I, I, I again in a previous WWE creative circle, Shinsuke would have whispered to Seth last week, and if we got a reveal it what? He's gonna say in Japanese I'm actually the father of your child like mm-hmm. I I mean like so it would have been right. something kind of crazy off the wall, whatever. Mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, I kind of appreciate some kind of grounded reality of your back screwed up and I'm going to exploit it. Right. And,
2: right. and 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 the big reveal too uh, from Seth and giving the background on the back problems that he does have with the two fractured lumbar discs and whatever, um, you know, for six years now and, and, mm-hmm. and giving a little bit, a little bit of a backstory about that too. So,
0: and what I like about it is it's simple, but I always say you got to get it back to wrestling. And now when they're in the ring, mm-hmm. I know he's going to work the back, and I know there's going to be those moments, and you're going to go, "Oh, like now, it, it, will this be what makes him tap or give up or whatever?" Uh, as opposed to sometimes other characters, they'll be interesting, but you're like, "Well, what does that have to do with pro wrestling? Why is that?" Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I that for me that was always an issue. With, like Bray Wyatt is like, "This is interesting, but I have no idea what this has to do with pro wrestling." Right. Where this brings us back to. Yeah. What happens in the ring?
1: Yeah, phys- physically, it makes for a very easy story to tell in the match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, sh- I mean, Shinsuke is going after that bat. I mean, it's it makes for just God, it's such an easy night at the office from a creative standpoint, at least, right? right. Um, so.
0: Not for the fellas in
1: the ring, but for the creative yeah. guys. <laughs> I mean, well, but hell, but if you want to try to make it easy, you know, you could have Shinsuke attack, you know, attack Seth backstage earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily have to even see the attack, but you can even just see the 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 result. We could see some mm-hmm. crazy thing, you know, right. on you know Seth face down in a forklift full of Actually, beer beer kegs and pallets are on up. top of right or face up. You know, yeah. I mean, the, just little thing, you know. So it, it it really does this. I don't know. I, I think yeah. this was really well done. I that maybe again for something that wasn't even live to the audience as a pre tape. This might have been the mm-hmm. winner for me on the show mm-hmm. of what it accomplished.
0: Yeah. yeah, me too. Uh, Rhea Ripley has a match with Candice LeRae. Uh, it's pretty short, but Candice did get some offense in. Post-match, Raquel comes out. She fakes the injury and then attacks Rhea Ripley and uh, really gets one over on Ripley before cutting a promo saying it's going to be Rhea versus Raquel at payback. Jimmy um, did – now, obviously, Rhea is the champ, and she, she mm. did great. Do we need to see Rhea – wrestle more often and get more wins. I feel like we're not seeing her actually wrestle very often.
2: Uh, well, we see, we need to see a little bit more, uh, uh, more or less uh, fewer enhancement matches. Let's put it that way. She's been very dominant in the last couple of matches she's been on TV with at least anyways, um, at least tonight, Candice looked like that one moment there was a slim chance that she might have snuck one over on the champ, but at mm-hmm. the same time, um, I, I don't know. I, I almost kind of feel like Rhea has that personality where you don't have to put her on TV in wrestling matches. She is that much of a character that people get invested in so that when she does perform in the ring on television, it means a lot more when she's beating people like Candace in two minutes, three minutes, whatever the case may be, people kind of go, yeah, well, you know, who did she beat?" kind of, right. thing. you know, that's, that's the mentality. So, she has that factor where you don't have to put her in matches every week. And tonight I thought she was dominant on the show. Uh More mm-hmm. so not in wrestling, but in what she was doing with judgment day. Oh yeah. She came off like the leader today. Exactly. Exactly what I have written yeah. down.
0: Um I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. I, I yeah. jumped ahead there. so I apologize. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> no, worries. Uh, no worries. But Justin, I just want you to, uh, bask in the moment and appreciate that this is one you've been wanting to see and it's going to happen at payback.
1: Well, I am excited. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be able to see a lot of the payback. I think Raquel is a, again, a great baby face. She's not going to beat Rhea. I don't, I don't really have much. I don't really have any hope that she's beating Rhea, Um, but, but maybe, but maybe kind of like we talked earlier about Gable and Guther, maybe, maybe the way this gets presented in the book, maybe it can continue to push Raquel up the card and maybe, she comes back around later on. And, um, but you know, to your immediate question and point that you asked to Jimmy, I don't think we need to see more Rhea matches for the sake of Rhea matches. A couple things. One, because I think if you try to keep rolling out opponents for her, she's going to beat them all. And quite frankly, I've said this, she is just in a level that is beyond most any other woman on that roster. And so I feel like if you try to put her out there and have too many 10, 15, 20 minute competitive matches, it's kind of like what I complain about at times with AEW. It's like this match doesn't need to be that competitive. It's it's an obvious squash match. Stop trying to make me feel that these two are of equal. You know, I think she's in a level of her own. And like Jimmy said, you don't need to put additional matches out there for Rhea because she's out there with her male judgment day compadres. So she's already acting as a leader. Hell. Sorry to jump ahead. She body slams Kevin Owens later in the night and tells Mm -hmm. him to suck it. I mean, she's out there looking dominant against males. So you don't need to make matches for sake of matches because, again, there are very few women who are even close to on her level that even seem like it makes any sense to believe that they're going to beat her. So I feel like if you just start rolling matches out and rolling matches out. And if it's not against local female talent, so the traditional jobber method, let's find somebody local. If you're actually putting the Candice LeRays and other ladies who are full-time members of the roster, all you're doing is just killing any spark that they could potentially mm-hmm. build up. So
0: you're getting a ton of support in the chat, Justin. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight the people. I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> can <laughs> I
1: can I, can, can I give a Rhea cheat plug? Yeah, uh, a week from this Thursday, so August 31st. Yeah, is that it? A week from,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: 31st. August 31st. Make sure you follow my socials. I will have a brand new conversation with Rhea Ripley that'll go out.
0: That's what we call a get. You got, you got a Rhea. That's a good one. She doesn't do it. Does she? I don't think she does a lot of interviews, does she?
1: I don't know, but I got her.
0: Like, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like I don't see her doing it. so awesome. That's gonna be right before payback. Wait,
1: 48 hours before payback,
0: 48 hours before a big match with Raquel Rodriguez. You'll be able to look in her eyes and see if she's nervous. I don't think she's nervous. I don't uh, think she's <laughs> Uh, someone else who's not nervous is uh, Tommaso Ciampa says that he's been close to being the champion uh getting championship spots and he's done being that guy and he's gonna be what he wants to be and he's gonna do it himself justin this, you're a champa guy aren't you am i remembering mm-hmm. that right yeah. uh did you like how this was presented i would i guess i'll, I'll tease a little bit i'm a little bit i felt like he kind of talked about how he wasn't good enough a little bit too much <laughs> in this one for my take but what was your thought
1: no, I like the way it was presented. It was serious, and I mean, I certainly would. I, I was on the hook. Do it yourself, DIY, and we've all been wondering where Johnny Gargano is. And certainly, Gargano and Champa seem to make a, uh, yeah, they're 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 good friends, better enemies, better enemies, good friends. Uh, you know, I don't know. So uh, I'm on the hook to see where this leads for sure. Uh,
0: Jimmy, do you want to see uh, Gargano and um, Ciampa team up again?
2: Uh, I would love to see them team up. I'd love to see them face each other. I think uh, either way, it's going to work out good. In that. And as far as the promo itself, I thought that it was, I liked the way it was present, him seated in the chair, staring at the camera and that very serious, it, it felt, it I it felt, it felt authentic. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. I, um I, I want to see him team up with Johnny. I feel like both of them would benefit a lot from that. And especially just going back because they're, Kind of living the same thing that they lived before, where they, they need to find a way to stand out on the main roster, much like they were trying to do back in NXT. I think if it worked before, let's try it again. I think it, I want to see them see them do their stuff together. Um, Miz, this is a, this was this was the best. This is the best part of the night. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's not pretend that there is anything better than this, you guys. The Miz comes out, calls LA Night uh, the hubbas tank of WWE, uh, but then. Decides he wants to have the biggest match of his career on Monday night raw. And you know, who's ready. Akira Tozawa is ready. I was so excited. He came out, Justin, you actually called it last week. It was Akira Tozawa, but what happened? Akira Tozawa got the win. I was losing my mind in my living room. Watching this. <laughs> Cause, uh, because I'm the the world's biggest Akira Tozawa fan, Justin, <laughs> uh, you called it. You get first word on this. And also, my question though is, Akira Tozawa next in line for Roman Reigns? Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> first off, I think that the fact that I, I mean, Akira Tozawa hasn't had a Raw singles match, and I don't know how many months or years. So the fact that I was able to to, to meteorologist forecast that. I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, play, I'm playing some some Maryland Kino tomorrow. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, look, you know, Tazawa, Tazawa was a great role player too. He's a great, great, great team player. Uh, I, it, this is funny. Everything delivered. I, but here's my actual critique and my complaint. I don't know if Tazawa should have won. What? How dare well, you? Well, look, look, look. look. I am all for Tazawa going the distance and having some close false finishes and making The Miz really have to take him seriously. And then finally, you know, The, and, and the Miz is contending with LA Knight, who's there on commentary. A nice job by formatting of TV, T- going to commercial, teasing when we come back. LA Knight's going to be on commentary. What a great way to hold the audience over. You got one of the most popular stars, and you're saying he's going to be on commentary, which he, I don't think he's ever done on Raw. So all that makes sense. But while the miz is the miz and and he is a little goofy and whatever i don't know if it helps the what i assume jimmy is a match at payback mm-hmm. between ellie night and miz i don't know if it helps that the miz just slipped on the banana peel and lost it to, to tozawa i don't no, know that's, I, I, the, that, that's my critique i don't know
2: yeah, I'm I, I'm on board with you, Justin. I couldn't say couldn't have said anything better. Now, if Tazawa is whether it's slip on a banana peel, regardless of whether you know uh, he was being distracted by LA Knight and the whole bit, whatever. Why do I care now if LA Knight beats Miz? If Tazawa an beat him okay. because M- Miz cost LA Knight the
0: match on Friday. Now it was against Austin yeah. Theory, so. But still, not, not quite as good as Akira Tozawa. But, but you know. if
2: yes, but again, if Tozawa beats Miz, then why does it make it special? For, uh, other than like, I get your point, but it, it just feels like okay, he beats someone that Akira Tozawa just beat, and who hasn't wrestled in like six years on TV. Well, I think Deadpool Party in the chat. I'm throwing
0: this one up there. Has the right idea. L.A. Night versus Miz versus Tozawa. Payback, triple threat, baby, winner take all whatever's on the line in this match.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, look, the the, the 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 devil's advocate response to what Jimmy and I are saying is that the Miz is the Miz. He's so, he's a Hall of Famer tomorrow. You know, so, I mean, I get that, like, okay, he loses and it doesn't, but but it, it, there is a little bit of logic gap of, like, the idea that he's supposed to st- select his opponent that's as ridiculous as Tozawa is that he at the end of the day beats Tozawa. Tozawa could give him a run for his money, but at the end of the day, even if the Miz has... It, it would actually be better if the Miz cheated. Tozawa should have took him to the limit and then Miz needed to cheat. Mm-hmm. Poke the eyes, pull the tights, whatever. But it, it's like, oh, the Miz had to cheat to beat out but he still beat him. So it's like, alright, LA Knight, look out. Miz is willing to do anything it takes to win a match. The fact that he got beat by Tazawa, I, I just it, it, it is a bit of a it's a bit of a, of a of a miss to me well
0: i don't care what you guys say i am the leader of the K- kira tozawa fan club and i'm gonna go all the way to the bank with this win this this i'm ex- i was excited i didn't care i was so pumped for for my guy and i hope somewhere in the locker room cody rhodes was shaking his head going i should have should have let akira be my tag team partner back in that match <laughs> I, I don't even remember what the match was. <laughs>
1: I will say, Tazawa's in uh, phenomenal shape. Yeah, he really is. He's not the biggest dude, but he, when you look, I mean, he's he is cut, he is he, mm-hmm. he's in great shape, so good for and, and his comedic timing. Yeah, in that promo exchange. I mean, he, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm glad he's still employed. He's got things to offer.
0: Yeah, he, yes. I was actually thinking that today too. I was like, man, he, he is. A, He's, as they say, he doesn't have to get ready because he stays ready or whatever the the line is Bianca Belair uses. But um, Becky Lynch comes out and cuts a promo. She says she is unstoppable. And then Trish Stratus just plays that crowd like a fiddle. Uh, Then she says that she's not going to be just the best of her generation, but the best of this generation uh then she says she's scared to get in the cage but she's always successful when she does things she's scared to do next week becky lynch for zoe stark and falls count anywhere match jimmy i've said this before but outside of the obvious shots at the crowd a lot of what trish was saying made me feel like we should
2: root for her i i hear what you're saying but at the same time it came off so condescending and so so arrogant And yes, there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. And I think uh, Trish uh, sided more on the side of arrogance. And that's where, yes, when you take shots at the the Quebec crowd, especially when you're from the English-speaking part of Canada, you know what I'm saying? That's an easy uh, way to get some heat over there. But at the same time, she was starting, before she even ripped on them she was getting some cheers but there were still some booze there so she is uh doing it right in my opinion i i was just
0: because becky comes out she's like i'm unstoppable and then she's like trish is like i'm scared but i still did it and made it work i was scared but i still overcame it felt i don't know maybe it's just because i like trish more so i'm rooting for her here uh but justin how did you feel uh with this one
1: I'm I'm torn on this whole thing, you know. I thought Trish did her best out there to try to, you know, try to get some heat towards her home country. You know, granted, as Jimmy said, it's you know different different part of the country that made a you know, mocking the French speak. Uh, but that, and then I look at I look at Becky, and I and I, Becky is a talent. Becky is very good, but I can't help but think that. Seeing when the man and all that organic surge of popularity with her came about, what, I guess it would have been five years ago, four or five years ago, it feels like she's playing the man. Something doesn't feel natural. There's some things that feel a little forced. Maybe part of it goes back to what I said for months on this podcast, which is I don't know how many people actually really want to boo Trish. So maybe it's just the opponent. I don't know. I, I'm they are going to have a cage match here in Pittsburgh. I, I want to be excited about it. I'm exor- I mean, I'm excited about seeing them both perform, but I'm just not invested the way that I wish I was. Again, I don't know if it's again, Trish is a heel, not buying it. I don't know if it's but it's just not clicking. Something's not clicking for me. And, and tonight was, was more of that.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like with Becky, I keep saying, she says she's unstoppable, but I, I feel like the way she, like you look, I, it, I look back at some of the great faces of our time. Like stone cold was unstoppable, but he didn't come out and say, I am unstoppable. He said, I'm going to beat you up. Like, let me get my hands on you. I want to fight you. Not that, Oh, I'm unstoppable. And I've beaten all these people, but that seems like, that's Becky's line is I never lose. Look at all the people I've beaten, but that's not like a, something I relate to. Even the rock would say, I'm going to beat you up. I'm not going, he didn't say it. Look at all these people I've beaten. That's what triple H would say when he was part of evolution and we were booing him. Mm -hmm. Uh, not, that's not a rallying thing. That's a, you know, like you look at in like the super bowl, the, the, the most charismatic person doesn't come in and say, Oh yeah, we're here because we beat everyone and we're the best team. It's like, No one believed in us, but we came back and we fought hard. You know, like I don't know, I don't feel like she says stuff that really makes me want to support her.
2: I I know, know. I know, but she—that's stuff like sounds like a a humble underdog would say. And and Becky's not an underdog. Becky is 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 a top talent here. She's one of the big stars on uh, on Raw, so she should sound confident. And yes, I get your point about when she says stuff like "I'm unstoppable." Maybe choice of words might be could be a little different when she says always fight that more resonates more than i'm unstoppable because when 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 you know you and i and uh, people here i'm unstoppable it's like everybody's stoppable at some point you know what i mean it, it sounds it comes off as arrogant as opposed to um you know
0: yeah Uh, We got a few people asking, Jimmy.
2: Did you know what they were saying? What any of the French chants were from the crowd? I I wish my wife was watching with me because she speaks French very well. Uh, I didn't get. Unfortunately, I'm I'm not up up to par with my French. Let's put it that way.
0: That's funny. You could have said anything, and we would have believed you. I know. I know. But (laughs) uh, one (laughs) thing I don't like doing is. Yeah. you could be like they were saying, they were chanting my name in French.
2: They wanted me back. I was so. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what
0: they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, crazy. That's interesting.
2: Uh, there was one point where I thought they were chanting f bombs, and I'm not sure. But anyways, that that would have been great if they did, and uh, no one knew to
0: beep it. But uh, Shelbowski with the super chat says Becky was confident before. Now she's cocky. That's that's how it's coming across.
2: Yes. Yeah. Cause like I said, there's that fine line between cocky and confident. And I think people are reading it as more cocky as opposed to confident.
0: And look, I, I always like to add a disclaimer with uh, Becky Lynch. I complain. I know people love her, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue whether she should be on TV or not. I just, it, it's right. not connecting with me.
1: Yeah. So. It, yeah. It just, it, it just doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't connect. I don't know. It's just, I, I go back to the women's division. Especially in Raw, I, f- I feel like Rhea is just in a level of her own. I just, I, even Becky is not there. It's this, it's, there's a disconnect. Yeah. Thank, I want
2: to thank Dylan Matthews for speaking French. Uh, thank you for translating.
0: Yeah. Dylan Matthews, uh, the <laughs> GIF King, the French translation chant was Jimmy Corderas for WWE Hall of Fame, which in French chants very well. I mean, in English, it'd be tough to chant that, but in mm-hmm. French, sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> Uh Chelsea Green and Piper Niven versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter. This is like, I, Justin, I love Chelsea Green and Piper Niven as a team. I, I feel like that's just, this. Everything about this, I love.
1: Yeah, it's certainly making the most of a, you know, situation of Sonia being uh, legit injured. Um I like the touch of. After they win, Piper's carrying Chelsea out. It's you know, it's a nice touch, the nice dynamic of Piper, the serious big physical threat, and and Chelsea's just the running her mouth nonstop. I like the dynamic. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what it was, what it was. Uh, I will give out a shout uh, too on the offense of um, Chance and Carter. That the the little bit little bit of offense I got was was mm-hmm. got the audience uh, pop. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is an audible call because of DeVille's injury. But I think that uh, uh, next woman up and Piper Niven being put in this position, I think it's a nice dynamic. So,
0: Yeah, and, uh, Jimmy, I want your thoughts on this one. I love that uh, Chelsea's being Chelsea, but Piper's cutting her off. and like, whatever, let's just go fight. And then just, like, doing her thing. And uh, also to the point of Justin, the offense of Carter and uh, Chance, that move they did off the top rope is a finisher. Right. They should I yeah. I thought that was going to win them. I, it didn't win tonight, in the future though, that's your finisher. I'm I, if I was backstage, that's you're winning with that from now on. But Jimmy, uh your thoughts on Piper and Chelsea and of course this match.
2: Yeah, uh I thought it was it, it's an interesting dynamic. I like the I like the uh the diverse, diverse characters, let's put it that way. And the match was okay. Uh, At times the crowd was quiet. Like Justin said, when they did moves like that off the top spinning, whatever the heck you want to call that move, you know, they did, they did come alive for that, but that felt like it was one of the few times they did the rest of the time they were kind of quiet. It's like they weren't invested in the story being told. And,
1: and, and and Jimmy uh, shout out to the ref and Michael Cole, Point like part of the match got defined by oh, did Chelsea make the tag to Piper or not? Mm-hmm. And Michael Coles questioning it, and then the ref did enforce the fact of who was the legal woman, right? When a pinfall happened, and Michael was okay. So, I mean, that, that was another thing. It was kind of it, it, it took away a little bit from the match because it kind of brought about a, a phase of confusion, but mm-hmm. it also was a good look of the ref, the female ref had things under control, she knew who was going to be legal right. for a pin and who was not.
2: Yeah, I will give you that. the The only issue is the the live crowd probably didn't catch it like we did on TV because we had the advantage of having Michael Cole explain that. Yeah. So, so there, there's where the the disconnect might have been with the with the crowd. But and to your point, Jack, about the, that being a finishing move, I agree with you. That's a finishing move. That's that's one of the reasons why. Uh, as much as I enjoyed seeing it tonight, maybe we shouldn't have seen it tonight until they were ready to win a match and win it with that move
0: yeah because that's it was cool looking and i've never seen anything like it It, yeah it very cool but i will say uh it's interesting because it felt like a mess up with the referee but to me it actually just highlighted how good wwe officials and commentary is that they it felt like something didn't go right but they still got it back on track commentary did a great job of covering it they still got things back on track they didn't just go, okay, well, whatever. I guess this is mm. messed up. Like, And it reminded you of how rare it is to see it, the mess up. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Well, right. I'm t- I'm t- sorry, Justin. It just said I'm tired of hearing referee's discretion and allowing things to go because uh, certain things happen. The, the, yeah. You know, uh, when that happens, it takes attention away from what's going on and at times puts the heat on the wrong person, the person in the striped shirt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that I thought there there was gonna be a little bit of that case with the main event, which we'll talk about now because with what happened with the case. But um, so throughout the night, we're trying to figure out who's going to be in this tag team main event. JD McDonough wants to help his friendship with Finn, but the Judgment Day hates him. They need to find a teammate, of course. They need to figure out who's going to be the two. Of course, Priest and Finn don't want to work together. And Dom is like, I like both you guys. <laughs> but they eventually get the team to get. Well, Rhea decides the team is going to be Finn and Priest. And they're going to take on KO and Sami Zayn. It's a great match. Finn cannot catch a briefcase to save his life. Ends up getting hit by one. Gets DQ'd. Now we've got a six-man tag. Uh, Judgment Day versus Sammy KO and Rhodes, and the good guys get the win. Uh, Justin, um, this was a lot of stuff that happened in in this main event. Um, and as I was gonna say, at first I thought the ref wasn't supposed to see the shot from the uh, the briefcase because I saw how much time was on the on the clock still, and I was like, oh no, what are they gonna do? But uh, go ahead and let me know what your thoughts were on this uh, this main event.
1: No, I mean it. It it it, it was a good main event. It it uh, we furthered the the drama with the Judgment Day. The hometown baby faces get the the love. Um, I'm legit kind of at a crossroads. No pun intended to Cody Rhodes. Of you're a pro, yeah. <laughs> of um where we are going, it's it, it's obvious that we're gonna have a a, a split come. It's obvious that Finn and and Priest are at their wit's end with each other's, right? Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? Excuse me. Does that mean JD and, and, and Finn have their own strong unit of a team? Does that mean that Priest is voted as acting selfishly, that he has a briefcase and he's exiled on his own? And Finn and JD are part of the judgment day. Like, I, I don't know what it means. And that's good, right? I mean that's good because from a creative standpoint, not because I don't know where we're going. I, I'm I'm tuned, I'm gonna tune in to see. Um yeah, so I I'm 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 gonna keep watching, I'm gonna see where they're going with this. Um I I guess my, my my one critique would be of this is that Rhea looks dominant because she's the most dominant female and she's bossing these guys around. Dom is by proxy. Dom's attached to her. He's also the North American champion NXT. Dom is dominant. Um, I, I, I guess what they decide to do with Priest to Finn, let, let's let's carefully see because um, you don't want to lose the momentum that Priest has having that briefcase, but you also don't want to just completely squash Finn mm-hmm. and make him seem like he's just been pushed over or whatever. So. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I, I guess that's that's where I'm that's what I'm watching is 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 how it's mostly Finn. Priest has the briefcase. Money in the bank odds tell us more times than not the briefcase holders can become the champion. So I kind of feel like Priest is gonna be a champion somewhere in the next year. So I guess Finn's my question. What do we do? What is Finn Balor's plan long term? Is he heel in Judgment Day? Is he a face on a Revolt group of JD? Are he and JD both heels on a, on a offshoot group um i feel like finn balor has the most to lose in all of this creative plan
0: it's i mean i could see maybe damian priest cashes in and loses and then that's when judgment day says we were only keeping you around because of the briefcase Uh, oh i mean but what that would do to priest i mean i'm not i'm not saying that's the best salute i'm just saying that might be where they're going i don't I'm
1: taking my pen and i'm crossing oh that shit out because
0: well, <sighs> if as it is now and jimmy I, i'd like your thoughts I, you can't kick out priest if i'm in that group i'm like no he's got the briefcase i'm, right. not, I'm not gonna side with the guy who just lost two in a row to the champ i'm siding with the guy that has the briefcase uh so it, it, i can't logically think of any reason to get rid of damian priest jimmy
2: not not at this time. I think the way it's being set up, it, 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 you, like Justin said, there are options. There are different directions you can go. But Damien Priest seems very dominant. And yes, uh, we saw the miscue causing the DQ with the, the tossing of the briefcase and all that stuff tonight. But that, that's neither here nor there. But um, it, it, as far as where the story is going with Judgment Day, the dissension is there. It's continuing weekly. But uh, what I like out of this, and I know this is getting a little bit, uh, you know, steering off track a little bit, is the domination of Rhea Ripley out of this, who, like we've said how many times tonight, seems to be the new, pretty much de facto leader of the group.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: she is the dominant um, voice in Judgment Day right now. She's the one trying to hold the glue together. And I, and I like where that's going. I think that's a big part of it. And if they do split up, they do split up because Rio will be fine with Dom will be fine because he's just a, a heat magnet right now. And, and like mm-hmm. Justin said, Damien with the briefcase, usually the briefcase guy cashes in and who knows, maybe um, this this is one of those rare situations where it doesn't happen due to some uh, either intentional or unintentional um Extracurriculars from someone like a Finn Balor and JD McDonough.
1: Jimmy, you lived it. So I want to ask you you, you, you ref during this time and during these matches. Mm-hmm. The closest comparison I could give to Rhea, she's the closest to China. She is in terms of being in a male occupied space mm-hmm. and she's just mm-hmm. got the physical presence. Um, she's got the physical dominance she's got a little bit of sex appeal she's just got she's a closest thing to china i think that they've ever had
2: mm-hmm.
1: like it's almost c- could you even imagine an apples to apples scenario of like this is the case of what it would look like if china would become the de facto okay triple h x Pac, road dog billy i'm gonna set you guys straight and i'm gonna be the de facto voice of reason in dx while we're being pulled by the corporation, pulled by the whatever, like, hmm. yeah, does that resonate at all with you, or or is that just is that is that or are we apples to oranges? Is it too different of a scenario? I think it was a different time. Yeah, I don't know if it
2: would have worked at that time. Yeah. Yes, you, yes. China definitely was a dominant female, uh, and and if if it was today, maybe I think it would have been more.
1: Maybe uh, maybe maybe then the audience didn't take females serious enough
2: right mm-hmm. right uh, maybe and and i hate to put it that way because i know people are going to say how dare you say that but no, it, no, it was it's... a sign of the times yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean right now you know they're they're, they're making a conscious effort to, to enhance the female roster because they have a hell of a f- female roster but Rhea is just a special talent yeah and like you said cuz cuz back in the day china was too and i think they were kind of a little bit confused on how to use her at times
0: yeah, because China. I mean, we talk about how Rhea Ripley is a bigger star than most of the women in the roster. I mean, at that point, there was no one that, no female yeah. that could right. stand up next to China and look believable at all. Right? How
1: how ahead of her time China was. When mm-hmm. we had these conversations, it really puts that in perspective.
2: See, I remember. I still remember, you know, officiating the match with her and Chris Jericho of uh, the IC title.
0: Stuff yeah,
2: like that. that's it. That's it. That was that that must have been an interesting how did you feel going into that um, I thought I, I thought it was kind of cool I honestly yeah. did the only thing was when when they uh, I'm trying to remember how how the uh, finish was but the, it was like co-champions mm-hmm. they were both considered intercontinental champions and then when we left to fly to the next city after TV that night I think it was in Richmond Virginia you know neither one of them took the IC championship with them because they thought the other would carry it. <laughs> I ended up I ended up bringing the IC title with me so we're getting we're going through and of course I wasn't going to put it in my check bag. I'm putting it in my carry-on. And you know, we're going through security and you know, they say can uh, what it says and they end up pulling out the title and stuff like that and of course Chibble gives me the old you ain't got a hair on your butt if you put that don't put that on and walk through the airport. So I walk through the airport with the IC championship on.
1: So to be clear, clear, so you're putting in your carry-on because you don't want to lose it, right? Because the check right. bags can be lost, right? Right. Now, Jimmy, I thought, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. So there's two IC titles that Jericho and Chan are carrying, but isn't at the time, at least, aren't there TV belts? And then aren't there like secondary versions of the belt to carry for non-TV? Like, like there's there's yeah. polished, nice belts for the TV. But that, right. But that that that's it. We were going from TV to a house show. Okay. So so neither China or Jericho thought, oh, it's a house show. I don't need to have the polished TV one. And so they just right, right. let it just sit backstage and then you had to take it. I had to take it.
0: <laughs> so so Jimmy, you had the Intercontinental Championship, but no one beat you to take it. So no I, mean, I just I forfeited it. i mean you're the un you're in to me yeah you're kind of an unbeaten champion but uh you know possessions nine tenths of the law and all that so uh (laughs) you're the guy but uh i I think that does it for us i think that does it for this Mm. week's episode uh everyone in the chat let me know your overall thoughts of the show while we go around the horn jimmy final thoughts and of the
2: show and where can the world find you online Ah, uh, the world could find me online here on Monday. Well, first thoughts on the show. I thought it was a fine show. It, it, it progressed things forward going into uh, the, the I was going to call it pay-per-view, prom, sorry, premium live event there in Pittsburgh. And uh, I'm, I'm sure you're going to enjoy yourself there, Justin. That's for sure. And as far as where you can find me, here on Monday nights with Triple J usually. And on Wednesday nights, it's Justin and I with Lisa uh, look, talking about AEW Dynamite. Uh, you can catch the Reffin It Up podcast with my good brother in Stripes, Brian Heber and I, and RJ, who holds the glue together. And this week, we're going to be a day late. We're going to uh, put it out on Thursday, but we've got uh, Anthony Corelli, a.k.a. Santino Morello, this week. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. And, of course, you can catch me on my and Rants from Monday to, to Wednesdays. I'm on all my social media platforms. But uh, today, it was more of a and Respect to my old buddy, the Rated R superstar, the edster the person who wrote the forward to my book. He's a great talent, a great friend, but even a greater person. Ruddick, good dude. Is he really retired? He's, he's come back, right? I—I, I, You know what? I don't know. I couldn't speak to that. But whatever he decides to do, he earned the right to make the choice himself. And he's like he said, he's going to go home and talk it over with his family. And whatever he decides is cool with me. He's sure. he's definitely deserved earned going out earned however it, he yes. wants
0: however he wants to yes. uh, Justin what what did you think of the show overall and final thought or final thoughts and where can the world find you and where where can the world find that uh, Rhea Ripley interview
1: Yeah, it was an okay show. Uh, again, they're a week and a half out from you know payback, so uh, still need to get some matches made and some things figured out. Uh, but you know, I, I thought overall it was a it was a entertaining episode. um Follow me at Justin Bar across socials. Actually, this Wednesday and the following Wednesday, I will not be on. So I will not be on the post-Dynamite for the next two Wednesdays, so uh, it'll be Jimmy, Issa, or whatever combination. Uh, maybe Jack is there. Um, but follow me across the socials at Justin Bar. Yeah, the Rhea Ripley uh, interview we uh, will do that again, The not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. So right as we come in to payback, uh, I'll have that across my socials, have it on triblive.com. I'll put out all the details. But yeah, I just did had Damien Priest a few weeks ago. We had a lot of fun. Uh, I got him to spill a little tea about road life with Rhea. So you better believe I'm going to fire back to Rhea and let her have her moment to rebut to Damien Priest about their road life. Uh, and, and again, she's on uh, a run, as we talked about tonight, that is just pretty, uh, you know, pretty unprecedented So um, uh, does she have feelings about China? I I, I think it's the thing I'm probably going to bring up to her. I I would love to get her take of where she is at, because I think she's uh, certainly broke the mold in the uh, WWE women's division. So all that at Justin LaBar, just follow me across socials. Uh, And, of course, like, comment, share this podcast. And uh, if you have a custom license plate, please tweet any of us pictures of that (laughs) license plate.
0: Yeah, see if we can guess what it's supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, that you guys got some great interviews coming up. I'm kind of jealous right now, but I've got some stuff going on too. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I was here today. Going to be on Wrestling Inc. tomorrow for NXT. Going to be on Wrestling Ink for AEW Dynamite. Going to be on for SmackDown. So I'm going to be around a lot. You're going to see a lot of of old J Farm running wild on Wrestling Inc. Uh, Make sure to give us a like, comment, share, subscribe, and leave nice comments there. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Adam Staples, Beer Money. Haven't seen you in a while, Beer Money. Good to see you. Ricky Zaldivar, uh, Dylan Matthews, Dream Realm Studios, and Tommy O'Lurkin. Danny Cochran, uh, Arthur, and Max, and Huffman, and everyone else. Thank you guys so much. That does it for us. We'll see you tomorrow on the NXT After Show.
1: Hello, the Ruts.